What's up, family? It's your girl, Cole Phillips, coming to you. You already know it's going to be fire. It's going to be really fire today, I feel. Uh, Episode of No Ordinary Church Girl, candid conversations on love, pain, and everything in between. Family, what's going down? There's a lot going up. So what's going down, family? Look, I wanna—I don't want to waste any time. So we're going to go right into today's or this week's topic, seeing through the storm. And you guys know me, um, whenever we talk about anything in this house, we are going to talk from the principles of God's word. And we're going to lace in stories and everything else that we need to do to make it applicable to your life. So I have two guests that I'm super excited to have on because we've been trying to work this thing out and they're busy and I'm busy and I'm crazy and they're not. So, you know, it's, it, it works and we finally made it work. And so here we are talking about seeing through the storm. I have Evan and Brittany Stewart here. They are two powerhouses. I call them my couple of 2020. And why do I say that? They move united in their faith. They're obsessed about success. They're obsessed about seeing people win. They're obsessed about just doing it God's way. And I'm excited to have them on today. Evan and Brittany Stewart, say what's up to Knock Nation. What's up, everybody? What's going on? Hey, so I I am just like elated to get into this thing today, but I definitely want to give you two both an opportunity to tell the family who you are, what you're doing, what you got going on and how you got to the place where you are today. So Evan, I'm going to kick it off. You're the head of the household, you know, all due respect, Brittany, we're just, we're just going to do it in God's order. Is that okay with you? <laughs> <laughs> we should definitely. He, he's also the salesman of the family, so I'm okay with that. <laughs> oh, there you go. There you, I love it. There we go. So, so Evan, talk about how we got to the place of being obsessed, obsessed academy, what you're doing, how we got here. Yeah, for sure. For sure. I mean, it was, it's been a really interesting journey and, uh, Brittany and I in 2020, this is our third year of marriage, but what is it? Uh, seven years mm-hmm. together? Give seven. So we, we've been together for a little while. And through that time, we had an opportunity to go through a couple of different phases of life as you do together. Yeah. Um, but really how we landed here was, uh, it's 2019 was the year that I left my personal uh, company, my previous company was a real estate company. God blessed us with an opportunity to build it from zero to what became the top 1% uh, in the industry in the state of Texas. And during that time, and the reason that I lead with that is because it's a very important part of the story, because during that time, Bernie and I had actually met before I even entered the industry. And through that time, I don't even know how we got married through that crazy time because things were so busy. <laughs> Um, but, but really the, where we landed here was, I, I, I've been a person of faith, Brittany's a person of faith and we were moving in faith, but we actually encountered a very unique problem, which was in that company and that hard work. I mean, I mean, Paul, if you do anything for seven years and do nothing else and you just work at one thing, yeah. something's going to pop, like it's got to happen. And so that's what we discovered. And we, we entered this place where we were financially doing rather well. And we had a very large company that we were very proud to be running and uh, responsible for you know, multi tens of millions in sales annually and, and all of these great things, right? And outside looking in, you see the nice home and nice things and you see all of the niceties, but in reality, life actually was very hard during that time. Mm. Because even though I believe that you need, everybody deserves to be inspired, fascinated, and motivated by yeah. where they live where they work, how they live and work, and who they live and work with. And what happened was, is I was not waking up ignited and inspired and coming home fulfilled. Mm. I was waking up worn out and exhausted and coming home even more drained. Yeah. 
And on the outside looking in, you see a home that is, you know, put together. And Brittany and I had a good enough relationship to weather that season of wilderness, which was good because there were some some great times and some not so great conversations and struggles, mainly dealing from my inability to really pour in the way I needed to during that time. And it was also my lack of understanding of what was going on during that time because you were so worn out physically, mentally, emotionally that when you came home, there wasn't the opportunity to really communicate in a healthy way Mm. or communicate, period, because you're so worn out after talking for 16 hours a day. You came home and, and quite frankly, didn't want to talk, which I was totally okay with because I understood that you were working. You know Mm. what I mean? So I understood the, the dynamic there, but that type of, or the lack of fulfillment really was a really interesting time. Yeah. And wow. so we, we, we really sat down and we're talking about this and um, a couple of years into, I mean, I know the, the faith-based foundation of, of your show. And, and so I'll be very frank. You're fine. Into my real estate career, I felt God told me that, we, that I would be moved away from the industry. And at the time it was horrifying because I'm thinking I'm just getting into it. I'm just getting started. I was in a tiny little studio apartment at the time. So it was all, dreams and aspirations, not even anything that had been achieved yet, but I deeply felt that God would move me away. And in 2018, he really had that opportunity, and, and I, I started really prayerfully diving into uh, my relationship with Christ and just feeling that it, that it was starting to be time. God, I remember you saying I would be moved. I remember this, and I was in an abusive relationship with a business partner, and Bernie and I were, were there was depth in our relationship I couldn't unpack because we didn't have the emotional stability that we're all we had literally was cash. Mm-hmm. Like the only measurement of quote unquote success was cash. And frankly, at the end of the day, the, the money is important, but when everything else doesn't line up, it really doesn't become that important anymore. And so, um, so I started really praying and diving into it and God just moved in 2018. He really, really moved and uh, moved us out of that situation to where uh, I had an opportunity to, to, without too much residual damage, leave that abusive business partnership and, and really at that time step out and kind of evaluate. And Bernie and I sat down and we noticed I started working with people at the time, other agents and other business owners on what I had learned. And I was answering the same questions with similar answers over a wide array of different industries. Mm. And so that kind of sparked something like, well, hang on a second. There's something to this that People want to build vested relationships and sustainably drive their revenue, but don't know how. And so Brittany and I started getting down and simultaneously, which I'll let her touch on, she was building a process uh, company, like process consulting. And so kind of like Dave and Buster's were like, well, hang on a second. You're really good at processes. I'm really good at scaling through revenue and relationships. There's something to this. And so Ascent Academy now is really our journey together, not to be better versions of ourselves, but more authentic versions of Jesus in our life and our work, and how we can use our God-given strengths and traits and experiences to be able to impact the life and the business of another person uh, through revenue, relationships, and systems. And so it was a very interesting journey getting here, but uh, Gosh, I wouldn't want it any other way, I don't think. <laughs> Maybe a little bit different in some relationships previously in, in business and whatnot, but yeah. it was great. Yeah. See, what I love about that, though, so three things rang in my head, and they're the three things that typically will tear a marriage apart. Family, finances, or faith, or fidelity is another one, um, the fourth one. But I love, I, I, I highlight those three because those are the three that you all were able to bring together and unite and really create something great that, to offer the world, which is through your family, which is your unit, right? And you know money, so we're talking finances, how to scale revenue, right? And then, of course, the foundation being faith. 
And, and I think that is an immense an immense opportunity for anyone to be able to engage in conversation and learn from you two when it comes to being able to grow. Now, I'm going to have a little fun. Brittany, you got to you got to get in here. So it's going to be your turn because I, I can see the talker. I already knew that anyway, Evan. I know you're the talker. Brittany's a talker, too, though. She she tries to hang in the back a little bit, but I see guys pushing her right on out there saying, oh, baby, go on and get out here and open your mouth because you got something to say. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. My my new thing for 2020 is when God tells me to speak or someone asks, I always say yes. There so you go. I'm ready. <laughs> I love it. I love it. And so I, I'm I want you guys. And, and of course, this is no let me say this. This is no attack on, on your age. I want you to tell the people how old you are. Yeah, so I turned 26 in March of this year, and Evan will be turning 27 in September. So so I wanted to make that apparent because I want the young people who are listening, and I'm talking those who are coming out of high school, those who are in college right now, and those who are fresh out of college, or wherever you are in stage of life and haven't hit 30 yet, that it's never um, the right time. Uh, let me say it this way. Uh, the seasoned people don't sleep on the young folk. OK, because this I me mm-hmm. being up coming up on 44, um, although I am known to be uh, and I said this to Brittany, I said, I'm the old lady now. I used to hang with the older people to learn from them. Right. But now I'm like, I'm I'm her. Oh, wow. <laughs> coming up on 44. It's cool to be wise. It's it's a great thing to get older. But there is something to be said that you can learn from the youth. And that comes from Jeremiah. God told Jeremiah as a prophet, do not let them take from you the fact that you are young that you don't have something to say. When I speak and I use whatever vessel I choose to use, this is who I choose to use to get my word out. You need to listen. So I'm saying that now before Brittany takes over, because I want Knock Nation you to understand, don't get confused by an age or a number or even an industry. I need you to hear what God wants you to hear and learn and take and take action with. So Brittany, go on and tell us your journey. How did you get to where you are today? Yeah, for sure. So, um, and I believe that God can use anybody at any time, at any stage. The key point is you have to be willing to listen. You have to be willing to um, be humble and you have to be willing to grow and shift. I think that that's something that Evan and I do right now that we didn't do in the very beginning of our marriage is that we move by God. Mm -hmm. We see God more as a relationship more than ever now. And we really focus and feed into that daily. We have, um, daily prayers at work and, and all of that stuff. If we need to take a moment and get in the word, we shift, you know, we move by God. When at the beginning of our marriage, it was more of the religion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It was more of, we check the box of church, you yep. know, we pray over food. We kind of do the, the systems of that religion piece of the church. But once we realize that we are the church, it shifted how we, we move um, and everything, honestly. You know, it was able just to really overflow in certain areas and it's allowed God to put us where he he needs us to be. Um, But going back to what you just said, Cole, um, age age is irrelevant in my opinion. Um, God was using me at almost two and a half years old. Um, My upbringing was things that happened in my household were out of our control. Yeah. So how do you, you're talking about weathering the storm. How do you weather the storm through unexpected time? So for me, my twin brother died when I was two and a half. My dad had cancer when I was in high school um, and I had rocky relationships just trying to navigate that pain, navigate the grief. Um, And and how do you stay consistent through that? 
Um, and how do you see God? How do you find that joy? So Evan's message is obviously obsession, um, how to live an obsessed life, how to build that life. And my entire focus in my messaging is all about joy, how to restore that joy, because we are born with it. It's not about happiness. Joy is about the present quality of your experience. Yeah. Joy is a fruit of the spirit. How do you have joy in, in the middle of a storm? And that's when you have to lean on God. That's when faith comes into place. Yeah. That's when you have to be able to ask those hard questions and, and learn and figure out where God is trying to move you. Um, so I, I had to learn that at a very young age. <laughs> And I think that's awesome when it comes to who you are, you are definitely, and and you and I talked about this, there's a word that God placed over each one of us. I firmly believe that when he created us, there was a word that he put on us. For me, um, I came to understand it was strength and confidence, and I don't know any other way to be. I, I literally do not know how to not be strong in a situation and tough situations is when I get stronger. When things are in a sense coasting, it's where I'm just like, all right, but what's next? Right. And, and I just don't face fears, if you will, with a a cowardly approach. I'm like, yeah, no, this is uncomfortable. No, I don't like it. And, "Mm," but here we go. Right. From the exterior, you're not going to get fear from me. And when I think of you, Brittany, I always see this joy that radiates from you. So that word is so evident in your life and how you are as an example of a person that walks this earth. So I thank you for showing that to me when I met you. And then I had the pleasure of meeting your husband in your home and having that whole conversation <laughs> that just blew me away. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. I, I absolutely love meeting you. Cause that was definitely like, I see those words in you too. Um, so that, that totally, totally makes sense. Thank you. Thank you. So we're talking from, and and I'm going to give you the scripture and the basis, because that's what we do. We always use the scripture before we go into the meat of what we're going to talk about today. And so it's coming from Luke. It's chapter eight, guys, Luke eight. I'm reading from God's words translation because I like how it reads. Honestly, that's, that's what it is. Um, Get what it, what you can get from it rather what you can, but here we go. It's Luke eight, the 23rd verse. As they were sailing along, Jesus fell asleep. A violent storm came across the lake. The boat was taking on water and they were in danger. They went to him, woke up and said, master, master, we're going to die. Then he got up and ordered the wind and the waves to stop. The wind stopped and the sea became calm. He asked them, where is your faith? Frightened and amazed, they asked each other, who is this man? He gives orders to the wind and the water and they obey him. Now, I chose that scripture or that that basis of scriptures, if you will. Because of the fact that we're talking about a storm, we are in the midst of a pandemic and we have race relations at an all time high in social media, in the news. I feel like, quite frankly, COVID has went to the background and now we're in a race war. We all face different types of storms in our lives right now in America and honestly, the countries around us, even we are facing heightened tension. And when you're trying to still move forward in what your purpose to do, when you're trying to move forward in what you feel God has placed you in a season to produce, it's hard to look past that, right? Because it's right there in your face. And so when we're dealing with the pandemic and we're dealing with these race relations that we're up against right now, Brittany and Evan, talk to me about how you all have been navigating through this from the pandemic to now the switch to where we are with our race relations. How, how have you all been managing this storm? That's a, that's a great, 
great question. It's actually something I want to touch on there, which I think is really important. So if we look at the scripture, it says a, the, the sequence of order of events is incredibly important. Right. A violent storm started, and then they woke up Jesus. Hmm. So why is that important? Violent storms are not quiet storms. Violent storms are destructive. They weren't on, you know, some crazy big ship that's able to move on. No, no, they were, they were on probably just a, a wooden boat. And this is the beauty of that statement, is that it was not the storm, it was not the aggression, it was not the anger, it was not the destruction, it was not the world that awoke God and moved him to a point of action. It was someone in his environment that called on his name in faith that woke him up, not the storm. Hmm. I think that's a really important sequence of events because it is not the winds that woke up Jesus. It was the call of his name that he awoke and immediately rebuked. That's the beauty of it. He awoke and rebuked. And I think that's important because we, we kind of hear, yeah, he was asleep and there was a storm. He rebuked. No, no, no. He was asleep in the storm. And then when his name was called, he awoke and moved. And that's the beauty of where we're at right now, is so many of us are in a moment of what we consider to be destruction. I believe God uses what you pay attention to to demand your attention. And sometimes what we see as destruction is actually spiritual interruption, a metaphorical storm where God is wanting us to pull ourselves back to him so he will move once his name is called. See, so many of us want that union of relationship or faith or purpose or whatever you want to call it. There's all types of different words. Really what it comes down to is, is your, your purpose with your creator and why you're here. But before a union, you have to have a relationship. Before the relationship, you have to have a conversation, like you're doing right now with the word, knowing the dialect of the one that you're speaking with. Before the conversation, you have to be called. And see, the issue here is that on our side, many of us are refusing to call on him. Or on the other side, many of us know we've been called, but we refuse to recognize that there's a caller. Mm. And so from, from my perspective and how we're moving through this, and we can get very deep into the faith aspect, because that's, that's what this platform is about. How we're moving in this black and white is a daily diligence, like I mentioned before, of not trying to be the best version of ourselves the more authentically a version and representation of Jesus mm. through our work, through our life, and through our actions, through a daily obedience of ensuring that our work begins and ends, that they turn towards him, because only in a call on him will he get up and move. There's lots of wind, there's lots of craziness, there's lots of metaphorical storm, like you said, you've got Riots, we've got COVID. I mean, before the end of the year, we're going to be talking about freaking aliens landing in California, I swear. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, like but, real, real. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, 2020 has been a, a year, the longest chapter in history books for sure. But but really what it comes down to and how I've, I've moved on, on our side of the family and Brittany, of course, will elaborate is a daily obedience of recognizing that in the storm when he was asleep, what awoke him and stirred his spirit to a point of action were those that had faith and called on him. And the core fundamental of our daily obedience is calling on him in everything we do, in everything we do. 
That's powerful. Now, now I'm going to pause because I do this when I feel it and I feel it very strongly. So I got to say it. Uh, Evan, don't take no offense to this, but brother, I look forward. What's the date today? Tally's down. It's June. It's June 4th. I got it. It's June 4th, 2020. Um, I am just going to go ahead and lay that out there because I've already told your wife. I do believe at some point, sir, you will be somebody's pastor somewhere. Uh, you'll be ministering <laughs> somewhere because, brother, you you broke that scripture down in ways that I'm going to go back and look again. So, so I'm going to tell you now, if I use it later, I'm going to give you credit. But uh, that was that was good. That was I love how you broke that down. I really, really do. So uh, I look forward to attending your service or gathering, whatever you do when you do it, uh, whatever year it comes up. I'm just putting that out there right now. Pam, you heard it. Evan Stewart, just keep your eyes open on this man. Brittany, get in here, ma'am. Yes, how are you weathering through this storm? Yeah. yeah. Um, I think that 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 is there's a lot that goes into it just from like a mindset perspective. Um, Evan did such a great job explaining it. Um, and I'm just going to be able to elaborate because I can't top that necessarily. Great job, babe. <laughs> um, but no, I just think it's really important to understand when you're faced in that storm, who do you call out to? Yeah. Who, who do you reach out to? Do you, do you reach out to other people on the boat? Do you try to calm the storm yourself? Do you try to take control or do you, are you going to ask ask and reach out to the one who controls it. Yeah. You know, I, I really believe it's all about that. You have two options with every situation. You have a worldly response or you have that spiritual response. It's that faith or fear. Um, and I believe that that's a muscle we all have to strengthen in our normal day to day, because when the storm comes, it's not if it is when, mm-hmm. when it comes, you have to know who, who, who you get your strength from, who are you going to rely on? Um, and I think that's crucial, especially in a year like 2020, when no one saw any of this coming. Um, we believe it is a, a type of spiritual warfare going on because you're having to ask those really hard questions um, and just rely on that faith. Absolutely. And, and I have to say, uh, being in the position that I am in, I've never been the individual who was black power and, and, you know, I'm black and I'm proud. And that's not to say that I am not. It is to say that because of my relationship with God and I love people, me and Italian Stallion talk about this all the time. I love people, period. I love people. I love all cultures. I, I believe that I had an advantage to a certain degree of being raised in the Midwest where we embraced interracial relationships. We embraced um, all cultures and all facets of backgrounds. We embraced that uh, working in the beauty industry and coming across the transgenders and the lesbian community, the gay community. I don't look at all of that. I look at the heart of the person. And because of that, being in the position that I've been in uh, for, for a little while now, it becomes challenging, if I may say, as an African-American, when someone comes to you and say, why aren't you protesting? Why aren't you doing this? Why aren't you doing that? And I, and I posted yesterday on my Instagram on purpose and I put deep sigh first because that's what it's been. I've had to take a lot of breaths and just pull mm-hmm. it down and, and, and recollect, uh, or gather myself, I would say. And I posted the post of be educated because I firmly believe there's nothing in God's word Nothing in his word that is not applicable, nothing that you cannot apply to your life. There are principles everywhere. And when he says my people perish for a lack of knowledge, that hits home for me hard because I, I, I really want people to educate themselves on how they need to move as and how they've been created. 
And when I look at you two and what you're doing as it relates to your businesses, what you're doing as it relates to a unit and being married, you know, a couple, a faith couple, if you will, and how you are maneuvering through this storm as the the outsider, if you will, right? Because Knock Nation, just so you know, they are not African-American and I'll let them speak to that themselves. But I'm saying that because I love both of you. I look forward to sitting down in your home again, breaking bread, having conversations and, and doing life, right? But we're in this high tension area where even an individual like me who embraces all, because that's what my faith demands and that's what I believe, it becomes a challenge. There's tension on every side. And so how, how would you educate those who are in your position that you love people? And I know that about you too. You embrace all cultures. You look at the heart posture of people and that's how you move and that's how you connect. How would you help educate someone to be able to maneuver through this storm right now? really great question. And where did you want to start with that? Yeah, I just want to, I want to talk about the first thing that we did is we started asking questions, not on social media, Mm. not through the news, not through what the media was telling us. We called our friends. We called our loved ones. We said, educate us. What is going on? What is your personal experience? We started asking questions and I will say this, we put our privilege aside because there is a level of privilege here. We put our privilege aside and we humbled ourselves and asked questions, but we listened. And I think that's, that's crucial for, for me just to speak that on how we are daily approaching this situation and you can continue your thoughts Evan. Well, and that's, and that's the, the, that was the beginning of it which is um you know Brittany and i don't have the experiences uh, that individuals of color have um, we're both straight white individuals and so um but the interesting thing about our friend group is and we'll talk about love in a, sec- in, in a second because i firmly believe in, in that and i'll touch on that in a second but in a, in a very fundamental sense um, the vast majority of our friend group happens to be non-white men and women. And the beautiful thing about this moment in time is because those relationships were already deep-seated and there's there already root there, we were able to get with our individuals of all different backgrounds and all different spectrums of color and, and not even just black men and women, but we've got friends that are in, in Mexico and Canada and Europe and Australia and and, uh, you know, India and all different shades, and we're able to sit down together and build really constructive dialogues, not, okay, here's what CNN says or Fox says, but, you know, hey, you, Jane Doe, as a black woman that has grown up without opportunity, I, I really want to deeply hear you and understand your experiences because I don't understand it. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that, you know, it, it might be a little bit of a, uh, uh, I mean, it's a very heated conversation right now, obviously, but if you take the yeah. emotions aside, so many people listen to respond instead of listening to hear. Mm-hmm. And if you look at the world right now, whether or not something is data backed, actually correct, you look at numbers, regardless, regardless of any perspective being quote-unquote right or wrong, that person believes it to be their truth or they wouldn't speak it. Knowing that's the case, seeing going into the love perspective, Jesus' call for us is to love 
we're looking at the, the political divides right now, the racial divides right now, Martin Luther King's story was that one day his children would be judged on the quality of their character, not on their skin color. And the beautiful thing about that, which a lot of people are standing up for right now, is that's a lot what Jesus talks about, who loves everybody always. See, God does not say love people who are easy to love. God says to forgive, turn the other cheek, and love everybody always. And the way that we're moving right now and why we're really embracing love is because, again, I hate the, you know, we're in a personal and professional development uh, industry, and I don't say the word hate often because it, it, it's very deeply rooted in me, the men I'm not going to change it. But in this case, I strongly, 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 strongly dislike the phrase, I'm becoming the best version of myself. And you'll hear that nowadays. You might have even heard uh, like, what are you doing? I'm going to be the best version of myself. See, I don't like that because what happens is that we are created in God's image. Yeah. So if we're trying to become the best version of ourselves, which is broken, we are inherently scaling the thing that is broken instead of building towards the thing that is perfect. And the beautiful thing about where we're at right now in our world is we're able to immediately identify the brokenness of humankind, and the way to fill that is through God's love and grace. Mm-hmm. And so it starts in a secular sense of listening to our friend group and saying, you grew up differently. If we're looking at things as arbitrary as skin color, let's talk about that and talk about these different experiences. But more importantly, let's build bridges. And then if we're looking in a spiritual sense, if God's call is to love everybody all the way, that is not pressed upon when it's easy to love someone. Oh, I love you. We get along in life. is good. That's easy to love. The hard moments to practice that and where your faith is tested, if you're a bandwagon believer or if you're actually on board with this Jesus thing, is when the world around you gets tough, do you turn towards men? And when the people in your friends group get tough, do you still love on them? And I believe love starts with what Brady said, listening to understand and have that individual be perfect. Because the basic human need is to be seen, heard, and known. Rather than, I'm going to impress upon you my opinion because I believe I'm right. Well, so do they, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. It makes sense completely. And, and that's why, you know, quite frankly, I brought you all on the show um, timing wise. I mean, we, we could have changed the topic. I had other things in mind um, for us to talk about from a business perspective, you know, running your business with the foundation of God, all these different things. But I would um, not been true to myself and what is happening today to completely negate what we're dealing with right now in this season, uh, mm-hmm. both being the pandemic and both being uh, this this race war. win, And that's what I'm calling it. And, and Brittany, you hit it on the nail. This is a spiritual war. This is a spiritual warfare. Um, and for those who don't believe and, and, and don't understand, you will in time. And I believe that because the believers will stand up and will do exactly what Evan said, operate out of a spirit of love. I think the best thing that any individual that is not a person of color can do is exactly what Evan said. And that is listen. Listen to understand, not listen to respond. Many of us are listening to respond. And that's both in the African-American community as well as anyone who is not African-American or, or the white America, if you want to say it frankly that way. Um, that's what's happening. We're, we're listening for the sake of a response, not listening to truly understand. And the conversation that I've been having and very frank conversations, open conversations, and a lot of them have been with people of color that are just angry. And it's heavy for me 
-hmm. because I, where they want me to respond in one way, I'm saying God hasn't purposed me that way though. My response is doing what I'm doing right now. My response is posting to tell people, this is what I'm going to do to help you be educated on why certain African-Americans are so angry, why their postures are certain way, why they may respond in a manner that they do but I'm not justifying it. I'm helping you to understand why their posture is the way it is and what we can do to change that. Right. And so I'm, I'm a firm believer in the dialogue that we're having right now. Seeing through this storm is really about listening first to what is God saying? What is God saying? Have you been communicating with him? First of all, and family, you know, I'm really big on prayer, having a conversation, having the relationship Brittany hit on that as well. It's not about religion. It's about relationship. Religion is about a routine. Religion is about rules and regulations. Relationship is truly understanding not only who God is, what he's done for you, what he's doing for you, but also how you can remain obedient to what he's created you to do here on earth. So for the sake of time, because I could go on and on and on with you too. If you had to just put something out there for all of our listeners, and, and we are international, we're, we're everywhere, guys. If you wanted to put something out there in the current climate that we're in, the storm that we're in, um, what, what would you like to offer up at this time? What would you like to close us with? And I know that's, that's a lot like, whoa, wait a minute. <laughs> but I do believe um, you are the perfect uh, couple to do so. So what would you like to, to release out into the atmosphere? And Evan, I'm going to say this because uh, uh, we want to hear you. You were fading just a little bit on us. So I don't know if you're further away from Brittany because Brittany's like overpowering you a little bit. She's sounding real clear. And sometimes you, you fade out on me. So if I could ask you to come a little bit closer that way, I don't want them to miss what either one of you have to say. Yeah, we can definitely do that for sure. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, I just first want to really um, highlight the, the, by the biblical concept that, Evan was talking about that we're all made in God's image. When you're faced with a difficult person, you're faced with someone that you don't understand, you're faced with a difficult situation, instead of reacting to your gut instinct, all I beg you to do is take a moment, take a breath, and respond in love, respond in joy. I know that there's pain, and I'm not downplaying that, but we as hurt people do not need to hurt people more. That doesn't solve anything. Um, being able to have that power over someone and destroy them more is not the way God wants us to move. I'm not saying that your pain is invalid or not important because it is as a part of you and your story. But I want you to use that as an opportunity to transform it into something so so beautiful, like Pastor Michael Todd was talking about, creating that mosaic, all of those broken pieces that you're carrying, all that pain, all of that hurt. With God, you have that ability to create such a beautiful masterpiece. And I don't want any of you to lose that opportunity because you were you were distracted or you were in the wrong emotions or walking in the wrong way. So that's what my encouragement is, is just to take a moment take a breath and do your best to, to walk in love. Thank you. Evan. Yeah, I, I, I believe, I mean, right now, the beautiful thing about our conversation is it's topical, but it's also timeless. And really, if you think about the, the fundamental component of the entire state of the world right now is 
human nature by default because you're away from God is broken. And if God is all things that are kindness, love, and peace, and compassion, that means, again, by the, the, the definition, that if you are in an environment where you are experiencing things that are the opposite, hate, distrust, stress, worry, anxiousness, typically what it means is that it's a perfect opportunity a red flag, so to speak, that can go up metaphorically in your life. We need to turn back towards God. And the biggest takeaway that I have learned, thank God, before 2020 or 2020 right now would be a very different place for me spiritually, was that phrase I touched on. And I want to touch on it gently again because it literally changed my life. Remember that God uses oftentimes what you pay attention to to demand your attention. And what you are seeing as disruption could just be a spiritual interruption. Now, I'm not saying that God is putting the world into a state of chaos in order to grab your attention. But what I am saying is there could be a pulling in your life where God is trying to move you away or move you to that you need to recognize. And so what I would recommend is all opportunities where you're experiencing things that are not reflective of the face of God, which is clearly defined in the Bible, in short, emotional, if we're talking about that way, easy to identify, but the peace and the compassion and the love and the grace. If you're experiencing these moments of deep hurt and pain and disruption, I just encourage you to turn back towards the one that can make it right. And making it right does not mean that your life is easy. What it means is that your life becomes whole because the fracture of your life that needs to be filled is filled by the Holy Spirit. And frankly, Brittany and I, I mean, I don't even know, sweetie, if we would even still be married if we hadn't been moving in faith because of our time was so so tense and we were, we were headed down a rocky way. And uh, where we're at right now, what we need more than anything is just love. Mm-hmm. So my encouragement is really to, to dive deep into the Bible and to study people like, like Peter uh, who was called away to call everything and to follow God. Study people like Paul, who lived the life of destruction and still was able to be used for God. Study people, uh, study these these instances. Like, what, what exactly happened? We're talking about the boat. What happened back down there in Samaria? What happened um, on these, these links in the Bible where we're able to see descriptions of destructive moments in mankind and God's hand still moving through the distress and the dis-ease? Now is the time more than ever to lean into that inspired truth of God's word, which I believe is, is the Bible. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Evan. Thank you so much, Evan and Brittany. Um, family, you know, again, this is not an easy topic. We're talking pandemics. We're talking race relations. And we all know there's a lot of tensions. People are losing their jobs, their businesses, family members. A lot is happening right now. And if you are not yet a believer, if you are not yet understanding what it is to stand on the foundation of God's word. I want to strongly encourage you to really take everything that you heard today, take everything that has been given and begin to get curious. You guys know our model and our mission to create curiosity about Christ. And so if nothing else, I pray that this message today, this show today has done that for you. Evan and Brittany, I want people to know how to stay connected to you. Let them know what you got going on because people, life is still moving. Don't be confused. The enemy loves to destroy, distract, and deter you from where you are supposed to be going as it relates to your destiny. So 
please don't be fooled that you are not supposed to continue to move forward in whatever God is showing you, you are to be doing in this season. So they have a lot of information. They have great ways to help you find your calling, get rooted in it and grow in it. And I want you to be able to know how to get a hold of them. So Evan and Brittany, let us know how we can stay connected to you, what you got going on, everything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So the first easiest way to get connected with us is on Instagram. Um, we're pretty uh, active on there. So I'm at the Brittany Stewart and Evan is at real Evan Stewart. Um, you can learn more about Obsessed Academy on obsessedacademy.com. We are still hosting our in-person conference on October 29th. Um, the concept of that in short is all about learning about the source of your obsession so you're able to go either on obsessedacademy.com or obsessedconference.com to learn more. We also will be posting about some virtual boot camps we have coming up at the end of this month. Can't believe it's already June. Um, but yeah, just feel free to ask us questions. Evan always says that we're hot, open, honest, and transparent. <laughs> we're, we're here to love and support on anyone, however we can. So um, if your audience has any questions, just feel free to follow us and get connected. I love it. Evan, you're a smart man. You let her take over. I saw that. I didn't miss that. Smart man. <laughs> you let her operate where she, you know she's supposed to operate. I love it. Well, family, you know what I say. I hope you've enjoyed this show. I hope that you, again, have taken very powerful nuggets and we continue to spread the love. Let's continue to be the bridge, build the gaps, and uh, continue to grow as God would have us. And as I always say, may your Monday be far from ordinary and your week manifest into God's best. I love you.